Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Tradie Business School. My name is Barry William Magadidi and I am joined by your co-host today on this episode, Michael McNish. How are you doing today, brother? Really good, mate. How are you doing? Mate, amazing. Episode 15, and haven't they flown by? And I trust that you guys have been getting excellent value from this so far. And the first question I'm going to make is if you haven't already, please make sure that whatever platform you're on listening to this or watching this right now, you hit the subscribe button so you can start to date with all the episodes we're producing here at the Trading Business School because our mission is to provide you with simplistic information, strategies, tactics to grow your trades business in less than 15 minutes per week. So, Michael, what are we speaking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about how to win more jobs without dropping your pants, which means no more nudity. No more nudity. No more nudity. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a great thing. Uh, yeah, De- depends who you're with. Yeah, it is an interesting topic because I remember my first trades business. I certainly wasn't a businessman by any stretch of the means. I had no idea what I was doing. Yet I look back now, having worked in the coaching consultancy space for almost 10 years, you know, thousands of clients around the world. I did a lot of things right. There's a lot of things that I, that, I, that I fucked up and that I made mistakes on, but a lot of things that I did right. And one was how I went about quoting work. You know, when I first went out to, to do it, I never planned on becoming the business that it was, yet we soon uh, become one of the most expensive kitchen manufacturers in Tasmania. And I remember there was a line that I used to say to all my clientele. And looking back, I think I said it from a place of being honest, but I look back now with the knowledge that I do have, and there's a lot of psychology in what I shared, which I can see won me a lot of work. Now, we've worked with a lot of traders, and what we see time and time again is that traders feel, especially in a, a tightened economic market, that they must drop their pants or reduce their price to win work. Yet, if that is you, one thing that you'd be noticing is that what actually starts to happen is your business starts to decline. You start attracting a lot of clients energetically and unconsciously that are just shopping with you on price. Because number one, you don't actually value yourself and you don't value what you do. Like mic drop, just let that sink in for a second. If you're out there like dropping your pants right now because you feel that you need the work to pay your staff, basically you're not valuing yourself and not valuing what you do. And therefore, the market is not valuing you and valuing what you do either. And you're going to keep attracting clients that want the best price. The reality is in whatever market situation or position we're in right now, whatever financial situation the economy is in, there is always going to be clients that are willing to pay more money for the right work. Yet you will not attract them if you don't value yourself and you haven't got certainty in what you do. 100%. Certainty is the most important part of the sales process. And if you show any sign of weakness, your prospect will pick up on that. They know. Like it's, it's an unconscious thing. You might say everything right, but if the part of you is kind of needing money and you kind of need to make the sale or you're kind of desperate, right? To do so, it's picked up. And it's exactly the same in relationships in the dating game. Like if you're trying to go out with someone, you're just completely desperate. It's really unattractive. And it's exactly the same thing with, with prospects. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I want to share. The first thing is if all you get out of this episode is the next line that I'm going to share, it'll be well worth the waiting goal because this is a line that produced me millions of dollars in revenue in my own kitchen and bathroom manufacturing company. And I know it's done the same for our clients as well. And, and one thing I'm going to say is don't mis, misjudge the simplicity of it. Now, if you're out there and you are charging a premium price and service, and I guess we are speaking more to the trades and general contractors that are working with B2C, not so much the ones that are tendering on, on big jobs because the quoting process is a little bit different in that scenario. 
The one line that I always used to use is I'd say to the clients when I was at the house doing a quote is, I'm not the cheapest, I'm not the most expensive, but I'll give you the best job. Now, let me repeat that again and write that down. You might want to pull over and write that down. I'm not the cheapest, I'm not the most expensive, but I will give you the best job. Now, I didn't realize at the time why this worked so well. Yet looking back, I want to break down why it did actually work so well. The first and foremost is in the trades industry, so often clients will always get three quotes. For whatever reason, it's one of those industries where they've been conditioned that like, oh, go and get three quotes. Go and get three quotes for your kitchen, for your bathroom, for your innovations, whatever else. So there's a high probability that your prospects are getting multiple quotes. Now, if you already know that you are more expensive or that you're on the, the pricier end, what happens? If you're sharing with the prospect that you're not the cheapest, but you're not, you're not the most expensive, but you get the best job, when they go and get other quotes, if they're seeing other quotes come in as being cheaper or being more expensive, automatically and unconsciously, your credibility and your, your trust has gone through the roof because they're going to they're think to themselves, shit, Barry said to me he wasn't the cheapest and he wasn't the most expensive, and that's true. So therefore, what's, what, what must also be true is he's going to give me the best quote. He's going to, sorry, he's going to give me the best job. We won a ridiculous amount of work off that one line. It's incredible. And you're right because you've, you've proven your word to be correct and proven it to be true. And that's the, the miracle of it. And it's so simple. I think to win more jobs without dropping your pants, like bringing it back obviously to the topic. I mean, there are many ways in which to win work. And I also know that there's a tendency in most, I guess, business owners, belief systems to not discount. Do yeah. like the, it's almost like that rule, like no one likes to discount. Yet when you look at majority of, <laughs> of advertisements in, you know, ads, there's a discount, you know, 10% mm. off your first job or half price or here's a $50 coupon or anything like that. And the way in which that's done can have a, a big impact on, again, that confidence thing. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're prepared to discount, what does that mean that you're desperate? Does that mean that you, that you need the work? And so a better way to win more jobs without discounting or dropping your pants is either value adding, which we often talk about, like what can you add in, in, in addition to the service as opposed to discounting? Yeah. In, you want to provide a discount, don't call it a discount, call it a gift card, call it something towards the existing service. So the way that you position that can have a huge impact yeah. on the perception and, and, and also having a unique offer and how you explain it. And I, and I explained back in, you might like to look back at a previous episode where I talk about your website, right? Is that the, what you call the quote what you call the process they're about to go into can also have a big difference on their expectation of what your presentation is going to be like. So yeah. if they're expecting a quote, like as you said, Barry, like the three quote thing, they're already in shopping mode. Yeah. They're already like going, thinking in their mind, most, most consumers do, I'm looking for the best price. Yeah. Yet the opportunity that we have though is that most tradies do things the same way, but they offer the quote or propose the same way. Whereas we spoke about in the previous episode, if you're straight away calling it the plan, here's the plan, like you're creating differentiation in you from your prospect and differentiation is what's going to have you stand out amongst the perceived competition. Yeah, I was just thinking the other thing that's really important is to build the skill of handling objections. So yeah. when you get someone's saying, oh, that's a bit expensive. Let's say that they didn't use 
the the line that you said before about not being the, the cheapest, not being the most expensive, right? But being able to handle an objection correctly, because the, the the I guess the unskilled way is to go, all right, I'll match it or I'll discount the price to win yeah. the job, as opposed to actually dealing with the sales objection that you're getting. Yeah. I want to speak into two things. So as you and, and possibly most of the listeners know, I live in Indonesia. And one thing I noticed over here is their sales ability is quite good. There's there's quite an entrepreneurial aspect of the way that they sell over here. And there's a few things that I've noticed. First and foremost, often, like I've just been uh, renovating investment property over here. So there's been a lot of shopping happening from building supplies to contractors to, you know, homewares, furniture and stuff. One thing I noticed a lot of them, when you get a price, they before you even ask, they say, oh, I've included a COVID discount, right? Now, whether they have or not, it straight away prevents or overcomes the objection of asking for a discount. Yeah. Because if they don't, it's like, oh, how about a COVID discount? Whereas if they've already included it, whether they have or not, it's like, <laughs> you go, oh, I could have a discount. They're like, well, no, it's already included. Yeah, it's already discounted. <laughs> right. That's number one. The, the second thing is around that is, you know, you spoke about, you know, framing and so forth. There is a special quality around someone who stands on their price. So you talked about being very good at overcoming objections. I've gone to the builder, I've gone to my furniture maker, and I've been like, hey, like I want a discount. And the really interesting thing is, is, is my furniture maker, you know, all the furniture for the house came to about 30, 35 million, which is like three and a half grand Australian. Pretty cheap to furnish a whole house with really good quality timber furniture. I asked for a discount. I was like, I want it for 30. And he's like, no, nah, not possible. And I went back and forth. And in the end, he was willing to walk away from the job for 500k which is equivalent around 50 dollars he was willing to walk away from a three and a half thousand dollar sale for 50 dollars now what that meant for me was number one this guy actually valued the work that he did and he valued his service enough that he's willing to walk away 50 bucks which is nothing for us Mm. to me that was really appealing i was like holy shit like I went ahead because I didn't want the inconvenience of going and getting quotes elsewhere and finding other people. And I bought into his certainty. And I see a lot, you talked about with, with tradies, where it's like, oh, I'll just match the other person. How often have you said, I'll match the other person and still not won the job? That's happened more times probably than you've won the job. Because straight away, the customer's like, oh, they tried to rip me off. They tried to overcharge me, right? There's, there's a lack of certainty they're buying into. Whereas if you say, look, to be honest, maybe it's best you go with the other person because they are cheaper however you pay for what you get. And I've quoted you on giving you and making sure I can provide you with the absolute best quality and the service to maintain a long-term warranty, right? Straight away, you're painting a picture in the prospect's mind of shit. Like, is this person not warranting, warranting me the stuff? Is there, is their quality as good? You're making them question their decision mm. by standing true to the level of value and worth that you're providing for them. 100%. And it's easily said to do that, right? Like yeah. anyone listening, like, yeah, it's, it's great in theory, but then when you actually try and do that, like when someone asks you for a discount or says that you're expensive, like your immediate reaction is what matters, like yeah. that moment there. And you can have all the, the ideas in the world, but it requires better work on yourself. It requires that inner game kind of personal development as a salesperson, right, to yeah. be able to, to be strong in those moments. Here's something to try. The next time... A prospect says to you, Michael, your quote's expensive or you're more expensive than the other person. I want you to start off with, yes, you're right. And then the next word is the most important, because, Ah, right? Yes, you're right, because. 
then use this as an opportunity, not as an objection, not as not as a way for you to drop your pants, but as a way for you to educate your client. Yeah. Yes, we are because. Yeah. yeah. And list all the reasons and the more unique reasons you can find. Like, don't just say, oh, because we have better quality products or because our service. Like, actually spend some time, even now after this episode, writing down mm. all the reasons, all the differentiators why you could be more expensive. That's yes, good. it is because we guarantee to actually get your job done on time. Yes, because we guarantee that after we walk away, we won't be back to fix, fix things. Yes, because. And what's the difference in the interaction with your client as opposed to, Oh, what 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 did you get quoted? Or yeah. oh, we could match your best quote. Yes, that's brilliant. Two things in that. Firstly, when you get a, an agreement, because when you agree, you're in agreement, and then you've got rapport with the prospects. So, yes, I, you're right because you're not challenging them. You've you've heard them, you've listened to them, and you're now on the same level. You're not you're not their enemy, right? You agree, right? And the word because is such a powerful word and, I, and, I, and I've learned this that it's, let's say you're going to, you know, there's a queue of people going up this photocopier. Yeah. And you ask them, can I go in? Uh, you know, most people will say, no, like get in line. But if yeah. you say the word because, can I go first because I really need to get it done in five minutes? Just whatever the reason is after because, to be, yeah. to be honest, as long as people have a reason, there's a satisfaction they're satisfied, like, oh, I understand now. And yeah. most objections are literally that, a request for more information. They're just trying to understand more. And yeah, that's be a beautiful way to do so. Yeah, there needs to be, to them, a logical reason or a closing of the loop. And when we say because it helps to close the loop, it helps them to feel heard and understood and validated. And it's almost irrelevant what comes next. But, like, think about when you've been in a conversation with someone and you're too expensive and you're like, no, we're not. Like, think about what happens then. There's mm. a defensiveness about it, right? There's a reaction. So there's one last point I want to bring up on this episode, not to go too deep, and maybe we can address it in another episode. And then I want to circle back to what we covered. And that is around being, uh, like, having a unique differentiator. One thing I've noticed a lot with what's happened uh, through COVID is a lot of people out of work, a lot of people with businesses have suffered. Now, I'm getting a chance to interact with clients all day, every day. I've got multiple businesses of my own that have all grown through COVID. Now, that's not a coincidence. There is a strategy and a reason that they have. And one thing I've noticed in Bali is, I'll use the example, last night I had a masseuse round to my house, me and my partner did, and it was 300000 uh, 30 bucks for an hour and a half massage. Now, to go to a local massage parlor is like 100000 or $10, right? Well, the reason I was willing to pay three times more is for a few reasons. Number one, right, is they were recommended to me and they were great at what they do. Number two they were willing to come around to my house and it was raining and I didn't have to go in the driveway. Now, the point that I'm trying to make here is people are always willing to pay more money if there's a reason for that, if you stand out. We've got a lot of trading clients through the Trading Business School, through the Game Changers that have actually grown exponentially over the last 12 months during COVID. It's because they've stood out. It's because they've differentiated themselves in the marketplace and there is always a market for the right need. Yet during COVID, people's needs changed. Now, if, if the reason that companies I'm associated with grew was because we adapted our strategy and our communication to meet the needs of the market. Yeah. You know, like Tim, who's a roofer up in Townsville, remember his marketing stopped overnight. We had a conversation and we said, have you changed your ads? He said, no. I was like, well, write ads 
educating your prospects on why it's still a good time to get your roof done, how you'll turn up, wearing protective clothing, wearing masks, wearing things like that. He changed his ad and overnight, his lead costs become the cheapest they'd ever seen and his books were flooded with new appointments. Now, this was when people were on lockdown, Yeah. right? The service didn't change. He just changed the way they communicated what they offered to meet the conversation the prospects had that the market wasn't addressing, which was around fear of getting, of getting COVID, which is around let's hold on to my money because I don't know if I've got income next week. Yeah. So the three things that we raised during today's episode, number one is, or actions, is, is trial, try the line when you go to a prospect's house is, look, I just want to be upfront and honest here. We're not the cheapest. We're not the most expensive, but we'll guarantee to give you the best job. And just notice the impact that that has on what you're offering right? Number two, prepare yourself to overcome the objection of you being more expensive. And when a prospect says that, say, yeah, you're right, because, mm-hmm. and list all the reasons why you're more expensive based on what you come up with. And try to frame them in a way that is different than we offer good product products or we offer better service, right? Again, this is about how can you stand out to the other people that are quoting on the same job. Now, you don't, you're probably offering the same products and the same end job as the guy down the road. But if you can articulate that in a different way that stands out to your prospect, you'll win more business. And number three, how can you enter the conversation in your prospect's mind in such a way that positions you as being the expert, being different? Mm-hmm. Right? How can you communicate your offering to them differently? And it might simply be like we spoke about in the previous episode, Instead of saying this is a quote or a proposal, here's the plan, right? Anything to kind of add around that, Michael? I think circle around all of that is that confidence, you know, yeah. in, in yourself. Back your, back your price, back your value. Real, realize that you're worth the price that you're asking for. And ideally, you've, you've, you've considered that. It's not like you've picked it out of the sky. You've actually considered what's required for them to get the result. There is no point doing any work that you're not making money on. Like thinking that you'll win a job and break even on it to keep your staff going is stupid. Like, I'm sorry, it's stupid. That lets me know one one of a few things. Number one, you're overstaffed. Number two, you haven't got a a sales and marketing pipeline in place that produces your consistent business. Mm. So let go of some staff, downsize the business to a place where you're actually profitable and fix the fundamental issue, which is generating consistent sales, generating consistent jobs, right? Do not do any work that you're not making money on. You know, the years that I was in business, every single time I dropped my pants and I lowered my price, it always bit me in the ass. They were always the jobs that fucked up. They were always the jobs that ended up costing me far more money than it was worth. And I'm sure there's plenty of you right now that are nodding going, shit, you're right. The jobs that I quoted and charged what was required for me to make good money were always the jobs that went amazing with a client that were over the moon, with a client that were referring more business because I showed up confidently in producing the job and I charged what I needed to do that job right. Like there's no point having a business if you're not making money. You're not in business to keep yourself busy. You're in business to make money and deliver a good quality product and service. And to deliver a good quality product and service, you need to charge the right rates. That's 100%. And keep your pants on. Right. Uh, look, if you're a trades business owner or general contractor right now that's maybe struggling to charge what you're worth or to grow a business, I'd highly recommend that you join Trading Business School for less than a few coffees a week. You can join the Trading Business School with a bunch of other traders that are all committed to growing their business and getting amazing results. Business without the boring bits doesn't have to be hard. We've been there. We've done that. We've helped thousands of traders to grow amazing businesses and we can help you too. So stop being stubborn. Join up for a small fee 
and allow us to walk beside you to grow a fantastic business that's profitable, can work without you. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, like the channel, and uh, follow us for episodes of how you can grow your trades and general contractors business. Michael, any further words for you? Nah, that was awesome. Love it. Thanks for joining, guys. Looking forward to seeing you next week's episode, episode 16. See you there. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.